The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. in the stores, boy, let me tell you, to be me is a task, but I'm stuck free in this rat race, and I make it look like a blast, pray to God, I hope this pass, came a long way from my past, but my cosmetics so filled up, I gotta be nice to talk trash, pinky finger, evil laugh, scheming why they dreaming, knowing that purple cloud this evening, so every picture, they catch me cheesing, so I say swerve, cause that's my word, cause I think I'm seeing in 3D, like I don't know where I am, so I'm waiting till they see me. Please don't adjust your TV. Just check the volume and turn up. Spit so gasoline, so every track bound to get burned up. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm 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 in my zone. Hello, Internet, Philly, Jersey, Delaware, New York, Hogwarts, Wakanda, anybody that's in earshot of your boy. It is another Wednesday night, April 24th to be exact. And if you are wondering where your girl is, guess what? She is on the new Get Vocal app listening to me. Your boy Tommy Two Thumbs, aka the Bull with the Locks and the Specs, and my favorite co-host just Jams. This is the We Out Here Radio Show. What up, Jay? How you doing? Ah, technology, but I'm good, man. We on video for the first time ever. It's kind of cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just love how the melanin is popping, though. Like my melanin, my melanin. You too much. You too my much. <laughs> you doing the most right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm good though. I'm good. I had a good day today. It's it's a beautiful day. Spring is finally here. I'm happy. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, about that. About that. Last couple of years, spring been kind of like creeping too. Like <laughs> it'll like it like jump in rope. Like it kind of jump in and jump out, jump in and jump out. Like all right, sweet. can we can we going? And then they just drop a bunch of hot days on it. I just I just know better not get cold no more. Like I'm good with the breezy, windy days, but I don't. I'm not. Please don't get cold like it's been. Like I'm, I've packed up all my coats. I got hoodies out. It's hoodie season. Like, please, 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 please. I hear you. I'm with Mother you. I'm with you, a hundred percent. So, uh, updates. First of all, can you tell me what's with this? With this, this ugly bowl, but I smell good thing. Like, what? What is this about? Why is this everywhere? Why do you put this on things? Like, that's not cool. <laughs> like, if anybody know about me? Shout out to my homie Tiff. We just put that in the comments by the way. Listening. Um, if anybody knows anything about me, I'm I'm not big on like I, don't, I, I pictures is and video and stuff is like really really weird for me. Like I have a hard time. Like I can express my personality in person, but to try to do it in a picture or like a quick little record is, is very difficult. Like even right now, like the camera's like right on me. Like, oh my god! Like it's it's weird. Like so you could always I don't know like. Yeah, it's like right there, like with the dead my face. But no, like it's, it's it's just weird. So like I started the whole you know, um, big smile thing, and like with the you know with the event planning company and everything, and I just added on to that. Like whenever you see me in a picture, I have this big, like dumb cheese. Like I chose to do that instead of trying to awkwardly smile or like figure out what my face is doing. And then after a while, like I just did like a really big, ridiculous, huge smile, like ah, and like. I started looking at the picture like, yo, dude, you look really, really ugly. Like, it's like, your eyes all big, keep getting all big. Like, I thought you look really, really ugly. So I was like, but I smell good, though. Like, 
ugly, but I smell nice and I treat you good. So like, you get past the look. Is that so, a thing? Is that really a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I, listen, listen, now I didn't see some amazingly beautiful, amazingly attractive women with some ugly looking dudes and it ain't about the money. So you ugly, but you're pretty to somebody. So clearly it's something about that person. Clearly they ain't that vain. Ugly boy, but I smell good. I admit I embrace that I'm ugly, but I smell nice. So it's easy. Shout out to Dr. Vibes tuning in those two, man. Thanks for coming. Yes, yes, yes. No, so all right. I just wanted to ask what that was all about. So folks, welcome to our first inaugural Get Vocal broadcast for We Out Here Radio on WJMS Radio. I'm super duper excited. Everything finally is working together correctly. Really excited about that. Uh, definitely feel free to give us a call if you are listening on the app and you want to chime in. The number is 914-619-5267. May need to troubleshoot that too, but we're going to do it while we live on air because that's what we do. We just we just do things on the fly. Because um, we, we out here. That's what we do. So definitely reach out if you want to. You can also check us out on social media. We're at WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. I'm getting ready to go live on Facebook right now. Um, I was live earlier, but with all the complications and things of that nature, it's it didn't happen. So I'm going ahead and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to get live on Facebook now, too, so people can watch there as well. Um, but, yeah, man, this is kind of dope. I like this. I got to actually see you. Like, we could actually, you know, bust it out. Like, this is cool. I like it. All right. That's what's up. I don't know. I, I, feel, like, I feel like I had a nice shadow being away from Nah, man, it was always my face, and I was just like, I look like I was talking to myself for an hour, so it's cool now that, like, you there. They, they heard me coming through the airways, they heard me do the intro, everybody know it's my show, so, like, you good. See the eyebrow, right? See it. <laughs> now you can see, you can see the faces that I'm giving you when you're talking, this is great. <laughs> now it's a matter of you seeing my face when I talk. Yeah, how about that? But anyway, so let's get into the show because we already late as usual. We always late for something, right? Uh, so we're going to start the show off this time around with our quick picks for the evening. Um, we're switching it up. I know last week or last time we did the quick picks at the end of the show. Tommy suggested we do it at the beginning. So here we are doing it at the beginning, of course. So if you don't know or you're unfamiliar, the quick take is me and Tommy's quick little take on media news stories that didn't necessarily make our conversation for this evening, but we felt like we should get an honorable mention on them anyway. Um, most of the time we have our topics picked out and then something happens and we're like, well, like, but we, we got this whole topic that we already picked out. So, you know, and we didn't want to let some of these topics go by without us actually acknowledging them. So this quick take segment is our way of doing just that. Um, so T, I'm gonna let you start first with your quick take. What is your quick take on this evening? So mine is a quick little uh, news excerpt. It's not really something that's been going on currently. Well, it has been going on currently, but it's something that's been a continuation. Um, so the people who are not NBA fans or sports fans, whatever the case may be, uh, Golden State Warriors uh, player Kevin Durant uh, said back in February, he was like denouncing uh, media and denouncing reporters. Uh, he felt like uh, like reporters and like media heads like us were um, kind of not respecting his privacy. And we've seen this from a couple different celebrities. People, you know, randomly delete their Instagram. Uh, Cardi B uh, just recently got upset and deleted her Instagram. You see a lot of celebrities, like, not want to post their kids and, like, really try to hide themselves from the uh, the limelight, try to hide themselves from, from us. You know, a lot of the stuff um, stem from everyone knew what's going on with uh, Wendy Williams, who's going through, like, a terrible divorce right now. And she's asked for, you know, her fans and the public to respect her privacy. Ha! Sorry. Right, right. Sorry, boo. Yeah. Like, you respect everybody else's privacy, yet no, we all front row center for this drama, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I, on the same token, I feel like, like, she, she, you know, of course she didn't do that for us for years. So she's getting a taste of her own medicine. That don't change the fact that it's a really difficult time for her right now, and she should deserve her privacy. And maybe now she's starting to see what she did to other people. Like, other people deserve their privacy, and she deserves her privacy. She doesn't not deserve her privacy because she didn't give up her privacy. Like, That's exactly why she doesn't deserve her privacy. Like, any other person would be like, all right, give them their privacy. Like, Mary J. Blige went through her divorce, and it was like, let them have their privacy. Wendy Williams makes it her job 
to give the tea about everybody else. So now you got nice, hot, piping tea, and you want to be like, oh, I need my privacy. No, boo, we front row center for your drama. We need all that tea. We need to be in the courtroom with you. Like, come on now, stop. I feel like nobody, like, nobody, it should be no drama. Like, no, like everybody should have their privacy, period. So because everybody should have their privacy, like, it's not like there isn't, I feel like there isn't a, a set of, these people should, these people shouldn't. Like, everybody should have their privacy. No, no, I agree. But I'm just saying, she deserves what she's getting because she's nosy and she and everybody's business. Like, now it's her turn. Like, mm-mm, that don't work that way. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't, um, no, I don't I don't think that negates, I don't know. Whatever. I, 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 it's not about you. But, <laughs> but that's, and that's kind of what this quick take was more or less about. Like, um, there's always going to be media. There's always going to be reporters. There's always going to be people writing these things if we want to hear about it, period. That's just the world that we live in. So I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Like celebrities wouldn't get the exposure that they get without media. And media wouldn't have things to talk about without celebrity. You know, so it's, it's a, I feel like one hand washes the other and it's going to be that way. And as a celebrity, you can either embrace the fact that you no longer have a private life or continue to fight against it and become more and more into the spotlight the more you argue about it. And that's kind of what's happening with Kevin Durant right now. Like, reporters are asking him questions and he's just, like, very nonchalant. He's in a playoff right now and he's like, you know, well, why do you care? You know, he's up for a free agency next year. And people are questioning, well, where are you going to go? Well, what are you going to do next season? He's like, well, well, why do you care? Like, dude, like, there are people who don't really care and granted, these reporters may not really care, but they're doing it for other people. They're doing it for us. They're doing it for the masses. There's some lady sitting in her living room eating bonbons and want to know exactly what Kevin Durant is doing when he had breakfast this morning. And whether there's anything wrong with that or there's anything right with that, that's going to exist. You know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to give my little my opinion on that and um, kind of hear the opinions of our, our viewers and our listeners. Like, do you feel like the media should stop prying so much into these celebrities' lives? Do you feel like, oh, celebrities, well, you're a celebrity, so you are on the public eye, you're on the spot, like you have to be a, a role model, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. You already know how I feel about it. We've had this conversation before. Like, I'm not even going to get into this argument with you again. But Dr. Vibe has, of course, grabbed a seat. It's got to hop in, of course. Wearing the shirt. I need a shirt like that. Gisela needs to get me a shirt. <laughs> I need to get vocal shirt. But how you doing, Dr. Vibe? Welcome to the show. Uh, well, I uh, welcome to both of you. I'm blessed, highly favored, magnet for miracles and a solution for someone's problem. Good to be part of the inaugural conversation on uh, the Get Vocal of WJMS Radio. I'll just make it short and sweet. <clears throat> Wendy Williams and many like her, they need the media because if they didn't have the media, they wouldn't be as big as they are. Boom. So <laughs> if if Wendy if, if so let's put it this way if there was no no media Wendy Williams would not have a show. That's true. Wendy Williams wouldn't have had a radio show before that. So you have to be able to take the good good and the bad. So when you be, when you have to realize and all three of us right on here we're members of the media because we use the airwaves to broadcast or broadcast messages or listen to messages. So we are part of the media. So you got to Wendy Williams is a smart lady and she has to realize that once you put yourself in the public forum, you got to be ready for the good, the bad and the ugly. That's and, and I do feel for her, but you know what? Um, if, if you're putting your foot into the water, it's going to get wet. Yep. That's always my argument. That's always the argument that I make. Like when you sign up to be a celebrity that there it goes. Like that's part of the, part of the agreement that you sign. Like, it's just that hey, you tr have tr no privacy. Trouble doesn't make appointments. Yeah, exactly. So, right? and I mean, like I said, Tommy, I agree with you. Yes, people do deserve their privacy, but in her case, you get what you deserve. All you do is spill the tea on everybody else all day long. That's literally your job. So now when you have tea, people are going to be like, oh, now it's your turn. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you got to you you have to be able to have thick skin. Like if you're going to put it out there like that and put people's business out there, when you have business to come out there, you got to understand that people are going to be like, we need info. Like respect my privacy. Well, no, 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 well, no. <laughs> well, also, too, when, you, when you're dealing in the world, and I don't pay a lot of attention to Wendy Williams, but when you deal a lot in gossip, eventually you're going to rub someone the wrong way yeah. and they're going to find a way of getting back at you, whether rightfully or not, not correct, rightfully or unjustly, just or unjustly. So 
you you pay a price when you when you carry that sort of stuff because someone's gonna say you know what I'm gonna get her some way somehow and obviously once it starts it's just like the waterfall has started with her life and I do feel for her and I do honestly but the thing is it sounds like there's a lot of things going on there that are really messed up yeah and I don't know the whole story but the the little I know that's really messed up but you know at the end of the day when she makes a comeback she'll probably even be bigger than she was before she left probably. Absolutely. Probably. Right. Hey, because America loves a comeback, a.k.a. Tiger Woods. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. But see, my thing. Hey, Danny. But you have to draw the line. Like, with Wendy Williams, maybe not so much. But, like, with, like, singers and rappers and basketball players and people like that, like, it's not 100% saying that they wanted to be a celebrity. Like, I could just be talented. Okay, but Tommy, they could back out. Mm. No, right? No. No, hold on a second. They they can they can say no and back out. They have a choice. That's not. I'm not. So, so you're te- so Tommy, you're telling me they're for once they get in, they're forced to continue. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm what I'm saying. I'm talking in terms of like an NBA player, right? Like I'm a kid from North Philadelphia. I can play basketball. I can play basketball really, really well. I want to go yep. into the NBA. I want yep. to you know, make lots of money for my gameplay yep. and all that stuff. Now, in order to get all that, I have to relinquish my private. And that's yep. not necessarily, but that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, like oh, oh, hold on. Who, who's, who's it not fair to? Not fair to me. Because you made, but you made, hold on a second. You, you made the decision to go forward. So you have to realize, you realize what you're getting yourself into. So you have made a choice. You, I Life is that. just, but it's not always fair, my man. I mean, yeah, you got that point. I just, I, I, I agree and disagree. Like, I'm no, like don't worry, you know, Jamie. I'll get off. I'll get off, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's going. We're gonna, we're gonna I, set I'm some here, rules. I'm not, here, I'm not here to watch. Jamie. I'm not here to back Jamie. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you calling in tonight, Doctor Vibe, and your support all the time. You're amazing. Thank no you. No problem. Look, I'll let you two go. Continue. But great conversation, and welcome to the Get Vocal family, and many more epic conversations to come. Be well and keep the faith. I'll be in the in the chat room. All right. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you coming through. Shout out to everybody that's putting in comments to uh, I got Tony Davis and Danny guys chiming on the conversation. I really appreciate it, guys. If you just tuning in, we're doing quick takes for tonight, talking about the conversation between media and privacy. If you guys want to chime in with your opinions, comment at the bottom. We'll definitely give you to a part of the combo. Yes. But yeah, I just, and- I'm, you know, I'm. Real quick housekeeping. If y'all want to hop into the chat and you want to join us in the conversation, just sit and say it in the chat that you want to hop in. I'll open up one of the seats for you. That way we can kind of keep the show on track and, and make sure everything is, is flowing like it needs to. Um, so yeah, just let us know you want to hop on and all right, Danny. So we'll get you in one second. Um, and we'll, we'll keep it going that way. So, all right, go ahead. T. Yeah. But yeah, so really, I mean, I don't know, like I feel what Dr. Bob was saying and that's kind of messed up that I have to just relinquish my privacy and relinquish my entire, you know, sanity in some cases because I'm talented and I want to be recognized for my talent. It's just a little weird. Hi. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the show. I'm well. How are you? Good, good, good. What's on your mind? Good Good to see y'all. Y'all new to vote? We're new to Get Vocal, but not new to the show. (laughs) We've been doing the show for a while. Don't you see that episode 82 on there? Yeah, I have to check y'all out. Sometimes I get on here, like, around... Nine ten o'clock just to see who's doing the show so it's nice to see some new faces yes it's good to be here so what's on your mind about tonight's topic uh you know wendy is kind of i mean what goes around comes around you know i love wendy but i do feel like she has shaded everybody i mean that was that was her that was her thing she signed up for it She's been doing it for years, and I think it's finally caught up to her. Now, for her to request privacy is, I think it's a bit gutty, just for the simple fact of you really shouldn't have no privacy, Wendy. You have invaded everyone's privacy, everybody but Jesus. So, you know, you really can't, you really can't backpedal now because (laughs) the spotlight is on you. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of my tidbits. I, I don't. I don't like what she's going through. I hate to see any woman that has to go through a divorce and have everything exposed. Oh yeah. I mean, because her husband done 
beater. I think the most recent thing was that he sleep with men. So it's a lot of exposure going on with with her family. So I don't I don't take light on anything. I don't you know, I don't make fun of it or think that she deserves everything she's getting. But at the same time, the her um, her getting backlash on not wanting people to talk about her situation is a bit much because people are going to talk about it. I agree. And I'm with you on that. Yeah, I don't condone anything going on or understand the whole situation. I'm just saying in terms of what she does for a living and what's going on mm-hmm. now, it's like you you can't really ask for privacy when you spend your whole life digging into other people's privacy. So it's exactly yeah. exactly. But I do hope that Wendy bounces back from this experience um, just because she has contributed, you know, to this era. You know, so I, I feel like she doesn't deserve everything that's happened to her in regards to her personal life. Um, you know, she's been a hardworking woman. Regardless of her throwing shade, she has really made a lane for herself. She's got this show. You know, she's been able to um, capitalize on on these t- herself. So in regards to her ambition, my salute to her. You know, hats go. my hat goes off to her because her husband is not producing what she's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just kind of there. So, yeah. You know, black girl power, but you know, it's it's too bad. It's it's sad to see that it's you know going down the way it is because that's embarrassing. It Your is. husband had a whole baby on you. Yeah, yeah. pretty bad. That's not so you know that's 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 pretty messed up. Yep. Steven checks in on fa- on uh, the chat over here and says maybe she will learn from the situation. There's a whole world of things to talk about. Other people's business doesn't need to be one of them. It's true. But you know, true. true. But, but that's what she signed up for. That's she's she's a celebrity journalist. Like that's what that's what she does. So I don't I don't know if she would be as interesting if she talked about other stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's a journalist though. Like that's right. like they that's what they do. Like they go into those dark corners and then pull out that information for all of us to see. And she wouldn't be the person that she is and in the position that she's in. If we didn't watch it, if we didn't, oh, absolutely, we, didn't we, we love the tea. So if anything, <laughs> she made those sacrifices for us. So why yeah. not? You know, why shouldn't she? You know, I don't know. I, I my opinions are all over the place with stuff like that. But I'm more power to her. I wish her the best. I hope she's um, right. Good for her. Thanks, Danny, for calling. Well, coming in. I really appreciate. Oh, absolutely. It. Thanks for having I'm me. For- now, like I can't say people calling in. I or- know we're we're new to this. We're new to this. We gotta like you know we gotta get used to the new surroundings. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm from Michigan. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice to meet you. Uh, home home of the DeBarges, home of Floyd Mayweather, Adina Howard, Al Green. Hey, okay. Um, yeah. So. All right. I'm a stand-up comedian, so I tell jokes. Hey, all yeah. right, we're gonna wrap after uh, we're gonna wrap after the show. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll all connect, right, definitely. Cool. Yep. So I'm on all social platforms. Okay. I'm on um, Facebook, Instagram. So I do my thing. I, I've been kind of uh, I've been kind of laying low because I just did like a mini homegirls tour for six months. So I got back in January and I had to take my butt to work because I spent way too much money on the road. Yep. So <laughs> now I'm back at my nine to five working, trying to trying to get this bread up. I hear you. I hear <laughs> so, I can, you. so I can live my life. Definitely. <laughs> but um, I took I took the month of April off just to try to get my Zen back, you know, jump back in the hot yoga and trying to eat good. And because I gained some weight while I was on the road, eating all that delicious food everywhere. So sounds like you had a good time. I did. <laughs> I had a real good time. It was a good experience. So, yeah. So thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing more shows from y'all. Oh, I'm on sure. here all the time, especially late night. We do we do some we we got a group of people that are be turning up on on get vocal. So okay, it can't be it can't be recorded though. So <laughs> well, I look forward I look forward to seeing you, Ron, and we'll connect afterwards. Thanks for uh, chiming in. Absolutely, in absolutely. Y'all have a good night. You too. All right, peace. All right. So it's my turn now. For my quick take, now that Tommy done took over half the show with his quick take, <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be five minutes. Before we come into this episode, that my quick take should have its own episode. And you told me no. that we could not stretch the conversation for the hour. 
because Yo. you ain't worded like this. You ain't say that it was gonna be Wendy Williams and all this extra stuff. You said Cardi B deleted her Instagram, and you know Kevin Durant says the media is corny. I'm like, I can't talk about that for an hour. So next time, present yourself better, and maybe I'll consider it. Media versus private, like yeah, like I, I... Nabu, Nabu. <laughs> Anyway, my quick take time. So my quick take is going to be something way less controversial, but something near and dear to my heart um, since I'm a binge watcher of TV shows and things of that nature. So for those folks that have been paying attention to Netflix and what's going on with them, um, Netflix the last couple of months has been sort of in a, a, a tug of war with Steven Spielberg because Netflix has been taking some of these award shows by storm, um, like the Oscars and things like that. So... Lately, uh, they've been sort of in this uproar about whether or not Netflix content should be considered in the same realm as Steven Spielberg-esque movies. Because, you know, Steven Spielberg makes movies like Jurassic Park and, you know, all these big blockbuster-type movies that are literally geared for the TV, for, um, for movie theaters. And Netflix really makes content that's for more, like, consumer-friendly, like, binge-watch-in-the-house type stuff. Um, Which is we're actually moving towards as a um, society. Yeah, exactly. So, but there was this argument between Steven Spielberg and Netflix about whether, and Amazon as well, and other streaming platforms about whether or not they deserve a chance to be in the spotlight in that sense, because it's, you know, the Oscars are typically a motion picture type of award show. So Steven Spielberg was kind of like, you know, I'm going to take my ball and go home having a whole hissy fit tantrum about it because he felt that Netflix didn't deserve to be in the same category um, as him. And they just came back, the Academy of Motion Pictures just came back and said to have several seats to Mr. Spielberg. They said that, uh, unfortunately, um, they're not overturning their ruling. Netflix is still allowed to submit their work for consideration for these uh, award shows. Um, Although Netflix is working towards trying to, you know, get its films into traditional into traditional cinemas. Like, they are having, you know, different types of movie viewings and stuff like that. And they're also in talks of opening up their own movie theater, which would be pretty cool. Um, so there is still talk of Netflix, like, going above and beyond. They're not just trying to stick in that one lane. They're trying to expand a little bit. Um, but, I mean, I kind of feel Steven Spielberg a little bit because, like, I mean... If Joe Schmo B-class movie is in the same category as Jurassic World, I'm feeling some kind of way. Like, Jurassic World put a whole lot of money out. But at the same time, you know, art is art. So I see both sides of the coin. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that they finally came back and made a ruling that they were like, nah, Netflix is good. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, just because you chose the more expensive medium, it's not our problem. Um, so that's my quick take for the evening. But you guys can drop your comments. If you want to hop on the conversation about it, let me know. Um but yeah, that was my quick take on Netflix versus the Oscars. So yeah. Yeah, uh, shout out to Luke who came in the comments and was basically asking. So he wants two classes of movies. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. Like Spielberg wants the big blockbusters to stay separated from the smaller, lower budget films. And to some degree, I don't know my opinion. I feel like no. Like I, when you were talking about the topic, the first thing that popped in my head was uh, Bird Box, the, yeah. the movie that was like trending all over the place from Netflix. And, like, that's not the only, like, there's, Netflix has been churning out some really good original content. Like, from shows to movies, you see comedians now taking these deals to do um, the comedy specials on Netflix. Um, And, like, I I just recently watched uh, Kevin Harson do his comedy special on there. And, like, I don't know, like, I feel like Netflix is at the forefront of taking advantage of this whole streaming thing. Like, how we've gone from watching cable and the cable cutters to just streaming our own content. And the Oscars taking their, uh, taking a leap and, you know, saying, okay, well, now we're going to consider these people. We're going to welcome these people into the fold. I don't think that's any different than um, the Grammys welcoming independent artists. Like you have your, you have people who enjoy low budget, like, like some, like look at the, the, the recent, the first Deadpool movie that came out. They had a really low budget for that movie and it, did gangbusters at the box at the box office. Like sometimes some directors, when they're given very little um, material and very little money, can put together something amazing. You know, if you look at some of the classic movies that we love, like like the Star Wars series and different things like that. Like they didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of budget, so a lot of things were practical effects. And this is why we love them today. And we're moving back to a, a phase in life where. They, you know, they can just they can use cheaper resources. They're finding more innovative ways to do things, and they're 
entertaining the masses. I don't see anything different. And if Netflix comes out with a movie theater, first of all, they're already, a, if 10 years ago, Netflix would have been something like HBO. You know what I mean? Like a, like a channel. You know what I'm saying? So now that they're a streaming service and there are several streaming services out here, I don't think anything's wrong with that. I think Spielberg is just trying to hold on to what he sees as his, you know, his culture and his thing fleeting away from him. Yeah, but I mean, I also feel like Netflix, remember how far Netflix has come? Because before it was like, Netflix, you had to rent the DVD, you had to wait for the DVD to come in the mail, like, there was different classes of it, all that kind of stuff. So, Netflix has come a very long way, you know, and then there was Redbox, Redbox had a good going for a while there. Um, So, I mean, it's, everything is just evolution, everything changes, everything upgrades, and things get different. So, I feel like as technology upgrades, as things change, as, you know, conditions change, so, so should some of these award shows, you know, and the criteria for some of these award shows. So, not necessarily that they need to make, you know, separate classes of movies. Maybe they do, but, you know, there just needs to be room made for these new platforms and for these new things that are in the in the spotlight because they're not going anywhere. And if anything, they're just getting better and better and changing the way we consume media as consumers. So we need to change our ways of awarding, you know, what works and what doesn't work and stuff like that. So I think it's it's all relative, to be honest. You know, it's we have to change with the times. We can't stay stuck in the same, you know, the same area, the same area. It, we have to upgrade and we have to move on. So, absolutely, I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Spielberg sounds like the people that were upset when TV killed the radio or when <laughs> the CD killed the record. You know what I mean? Like it's only been so long something is going to stay this one way. It has to move ahead. Times it has to move with us, and people are getting to a way where we're we're streaming our content. We're controlling all the content that comes to us. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. And still, and like you know, uh, Stephen uh, chimed in and said that Spielberg is getting paid uh, royalties for all of his movies that's playing on Netflix. So kind of a hypocrite there. A little, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right, so we should transition uh, into the next topic, which is this Elizabeth Warren uh, forgiving student loans issue, or I guess new development, if you will. Um, So for those folks that don't know, just the other day, uh, you know, Senator Elizabeth Warren has proposed this idea of eliminating student loan debt from millions, 42 million Americans, roughly, um, as part of like a sweeping education reform or education funding reform uh, platform. So I mean, first of all, she's from Massachusetts, so shout out Massachusetts, because yeah, we don't get enough we don't get enough credit for the things that we do. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, hey. right, Danny? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm I'm voting for anyone that gets rid of my student loans. Just say it. Like what? Like, listen, the government wants their money, and I'm not trying to give it to them. So, something got to give. <laughs> but anyway, so the interesting thing about it is how she plans to do it. Um, and for those folks that are pol- like, you know, political and all that kind of stuff, feel free to hop on and talk about it one at a time. <laughs> um, but basically what she wants to do is she wants to cancel $50,000 of debt for each person house, like each household with income under a hundred thousand dollars. Um, so that will be, you know, $50,000 for a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, then she wants to do debt cancellation to continue for those who make up to $250,000, um, with that money being like, I think it's like $1 for every three in income they make over the 100000 So, for example, somebody making $250,000 would get something like forty grand in you know student loan debt reduction and stuff like that. Um, but like so far, I mean, that's the thing. Like, and I'm going to get into this too. That's the thing that is good about this is that there's a lot of people focusing on this idea, but she seems to be the only one who's like, proposing something like a flat out cancellation most people are just trying to do like restructuring of the existing financial things which usually typically never works so what happens is they end up restructuring everything and then we end up with higher interest rates or we end up with you know more loan shark type companies you know so canceling the debt in my opinion is a great idea because i would i could benefit from 50 grand worth of debt cancellation like that would be wonderful um but, I mean, I, I know that there are some problematic things with this proposal uh, that I want to dive into a little bit. Um, but I don't know, like, the the educator or the student in me is like, 
I don't really care. Like, I want that $50,000 erased. Like, I don't care if you have to pay an extra 30, you know, or, you know, 30 bucks in your paycheck, Mr. Rich Man. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm having a hard time sympathizing because, you know, you have a driver and I'm on the, the bus. So, like. <laughs> I, would, I would gladly accept taxes and then take it out of my checks so everybody can go to college. That's what I'm saying. You know, and I, I mean, she also has some some other things. So it's not just the idea of canceling canceling out the debt. She also talks about uh, this idea of eliminating the tuition and fees for two and four year public colleges, um, as well as investing a hundred billion dollars, which sounds like a ridiculous amount of money, like a hundred billion dollars um, <laughs> into like a hundred billion dollars. Um, she talks about investing that money back into the Pell Grants, which is a federal aid program that like grants that kids don't have to pay back. So that's money. I used to be hyped when I got that Pell Grant, like, yeah, let me get that 2650 in the Pell Grant real quick. Like came in clutch, man. It was great. Um, so she's talking about putting way more funding into that. And then she also talks about creating a fund with a minimum of 50 billion. <laughs> I'm going to do that every time I say these big numbers now, cause they just seem out of this world. Um, but she wants to create a fund with $50 billion to keep um, per-student spending at HBCUs and universities uh, comparable to other area colleges. So, I mean, I am all for her ideas. I just know that there are problematic areas with them. Um, but, I mean, I'm really for anybody that's going to cancel out this debt because, like, come on now. Like, I'm not trying to pay this debt till I'm, like, 98 years old. Like, come on, Arcadia. We got to do better. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, we got somebody joining the chat. Uh, so, so hey, what's going on, Jamie? Hey, uh, Connor, it's good to meet you. First time, first time talking to you. Yeah, I kind of wanted to uh, weigh in. I wanted to weigh in about the uh, the Netflix thing, but we're talking about the debt, uh, college debt thing now. Um, from my experience, the only way to get out of college debt is to become legally disabled. And I know that because I've been legally disabled since 1998. And I have been expunged from my college debt. But it's not really a, a, a permanent expunging, uh, expungement. It, it goes every two or three years. Sometimes it's four. I have to fill out paperwork saying I'm unable to hold a job because of my disabilities so therefore, you know, I can't, you know, pay this debt. I can't pay this debt back, and you know, it gets expunged for a certain amount of time until the government says, "No, nope, we need to reevaluate this thing again." So uh, that that's about the only way to get out to get out of college debt is to literally prove that you're legally disabled or fake your own death but then it just passes on to your family that passes on to your family so that's not helpful either (laughs) so so and it's not a thing i want to do but you know it's it's like okay sure if if that's the only way i can get out of you know debt collector calling me or 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 just you know something like that or or clearing bankruptcy i'll just like okay sure i'll 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 fall over two to four years saying I have multiple health issues and prove to the government that hey, this, is the, this is the health issues I have. And So <laughs> my problem yeah. with that, though, is the fact that you have to be disabled to get out of paying ridiculous so, loans. You know, like, I mean, that inherently yeah. is just ridiculous. The fact that the cost of education in this country is so high that in order to get out of paying the absorbent fees, you have to be disabled. Like, there's got to be a better way. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be a better way to, to figure this out. Healthcare too, though. Yeah, like, it's true. You know, if you have a certain amount of money, you can uh, qualify for these programs that are set for people who are below the poverty line. So I can still be below the poverty line, but because I make two hundred dollars more or I average more in the month, and I don't qualify for anything. Yeah, that's I mean, a, a problem that's all across the board. And I would imagine that you know you also being disabled, you have other issues that associated with that other than having to fill out this paperwork every couple months for your college debt. Like, that's nothing that should be, you know, because as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure some of our uh, listeners and people who are chiming in from other countries and other uh, states can, well, other countries can attest to it, um, healthcare and education is, like, it's a ba- uh, to me, it's a basic human right. To, yeah. to know and to be educated and to be healthy should be a basic human right. And the fact that we're paying for it in this country is ridiculous. 
Yeah. Well, the whole thing is is basically screwed up anyway because the whole <clears throat> the whole thing about disability that's screwed up the way it is. I hate the term disability because basically it means dis dis meaning not from the term Latin and not able and you know everybody is able to do something and and you know it's kind of like a cookie cookie cutter thing of you know um and it's it's just a messed up system the way it the way it is um people are starting to realize there's better alternatives to um to the whole system i mean we've got um we got programs like crowdfunding programs now uh we got programs like uh uh boy scouts of america they help out the boy scouts to go to college they help girl scouts help girl scouts go to college um churches help people who are, are organized with their uh, faith to go to a Christian or a, a college of their you know, choice. Um, it, it's it's improved, but it needs to go a lot better than what it, than what it is. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So, I mean, my, <laughs> yeah, ET, ET uh, I'm not sure like, I'm just going to call you E.T. because that's what your name says. So the fact is, is the fact that we're born with nothing yeah. and die with nothing. Paying to learn is just a scam from World Disney, <laughs> um, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 100 percent true. And then you look at some of these other countries like, you know, Finland and stuff like that, that have free health care for their, you know, their uh, their residents and stuff like that. Countries like Germany that have free education for their residents. And then you wonder and you look at America and you're like, what? You know, and it's I mean their their entire frame of thinking is different you know in some countries the doctors only mm-hmm. get paid when you're sick so their motivation is to keep you well you know like when you're sick you don't pay your health insurance your health insurance or your health care costs so their big motivation is to not have anybody sick where it's the total opposite in the united states they get paid off your side effects they get paid off of your being sick they get paid off your diagnoses so their entire frame of thinking is different than in these other countries and that's why our quality of life in most of these places is just much lower and much mm-hmm. harder and people are dying with diseases and things that are totally preventable because the the frame of thinking in this country is so yeah. backwards that it's you know it's money centered and not people centered and that's a shame yeah i mean i really not sympathize with you jamie because you know you and i we both have healthy yeah and I didn't have health issues before. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't have health issues before. Uh, you know, I've had these things since I was a kid. You know, and then you know, at age fourteen, become diabetic, and I'm like, okay. So, so uh, it's kind of a lifelong thing, you know. And you know, when I was younger, I could pay into this. You know, I could work a little bit, pay into the system, and you know, earn earn a little bit that I get. But it's screwed over. <laughs> The whole thing. Uh, Stephen uh, commented in the comments that Mayo Clinic is super Walmart of a of the pharmaceutical industry. I think what he's trying to say is like clinics are like super Walmart of the pharmaceutical industry, and that's, that's absolutely like they were coming superstores, and we're just creating more and more of these big businesses, these big companies that we then have to answer to, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yep, mm-hmm. and definitely. And Stephen chimes in again and says, "Diagnose, prescribe, but never the cure." You're absolutely right. Because there's no money in the cure and solving the problem. The money is in the medicine. Whereas in other countries, yep. we think well, if we solve these problems, then we'll have working citizens to go towards the betterment of everybody. You know, where that's not necessarily the case in this country, but that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame. So, I mean, I say all this to say that I am on board with Elizabeth Warren's plan. Excuse me. But, like, I just... I need to dig a little bit deeper and to see what the implications are because I mean anything anything can sound great when you put it together like that but it's like okay how does this break down for us for real you know like what does this really mean um and and what does this really mean for for, for friends for family for people for middle class upper class every class you know and just kind of see the implications but I mean she's the first one in this democratic race which has gotten ridiculously large by the way um and she's the only one that's really put forth a real sort of concrete plan to eradicating the debt rather than restructuring and, and keeping everybody with it, but restructuring the, the finance structures around it. 
Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I just would like to dive a little bit deeper into, you know, what the implications are and stuff like that. And this has really just been a, a new kind of development. She just literally came out with this. So there's still a mm. lot of, of research and information to be found. Um, but I'm, I'm curious as to how it's going to pan out, you know, and if it could even if this is something that could even fly, you know, in the long run. Because, um, you know, a lot of these things have to get passed by many people before it'll happen. And the people that need to pass this are the rich people it will be affecting. So that's where we run into the roadblock typically. So we'll see. Controlled yep. by the 1%. Yep. So I'm going to let you go, man. Thank you so much for chiming oh, in. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. So Definitely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know about you, T, but I'm loving the platform. I like this platform. Like, we're getting so much more... Employee, not employee, but like audience engagement, you know, people chiming in and, and voicing their opinions. Not that I don't like talking to you, of course, T, but it's nice to have some some new voices in the room. <laughs> Listen, dude, people are commenting on here saying I absolutely agree with you, Tommy. And the fact that I spent, you know, almost two years getting yelled at by you, I just, it feels good to have a community that supports me. Shout out to everybody that's in the chat right now, people that are on Facebook. Uh, using uh, get vocal shout out to everybody who's listening to it who called in. We really appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week, same rap time. For the record, I don't yell at him. He just has really left field opinions about everything, and I challenge him on that. So. Don't let him sit here and make you believe that, like, I'm just this horrible battle axe who's just, like, on the on the air, on air, like, no, you're wrong, and this is why. Like, we argue respectfully because he usually has something ridiculous to say, okay? So don't let him play the victim over here. He's playing all y'all. <laughs> oh, and Luke says I can tell he needs it sometime. Whatever. No, it's, it's, it's not that I have, like, left field. No, I, at all. Which no, is, what's your sign again? Aren't you, like, one of them feeling ones? you like a Pisces, right? I'm a Cancer. It's, it's, it's the it's the impact in me, and then I take the time to listen to all sides of the arguments and all variables and everything that has to do with the topic before I create my opinion. And I may have my opinion on how I feel about it, but I can completely understand why you have yours and where yours is coming from. But you can agree. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I don't respect where you're coming from and understand where you're coming from. I just. I have to look at it from both sides. I have to. I can't. I can't. I have to. Like, I can't. I have to. I'm sorry. Exactly. So you get what's coming to you when I argue with you is what you're trying to tell me. Okay, great. Moving on. So <laughs> here's the thing I want to go a little bit into. We have about maybe 10 minutes left in the show or so. Um, again, folks, just the, the rules of, of the room here. If you want to chime in on a topic and hop in one of these seats, just send it in the chat and let us know, and we'll open it up for you to grab the spot. Um, it's just kind of, you know, with the radio show and the way we have things flowing, it's helpful to keep uh, the conversations on sort of track and stuff like that and to kind of control what's happening. So that's the only reason the seats are locked. Um, but yeah, just let us know if you want to hop in. So here's what is aggravating. And I'm, I'm talking to a varied audience, which is not our usual audience. So this might be interesting um, just to see. So as I was researching for today's topic, of course, um, I came across the fact that there are like umpteen <laughs> you know, Democratic candidates that are running for office next year. And there are also umpteen Republican candidates that are running for office next year. Um, and it terrifies me because, to be honest, when you have this many people running, what it does is it saturates everything so that not one person can win because there's too many options. And it frightens me because this is the type of stuff that will let Donald Trump run again. And it, it frightens me to no end because I'm like, everybody's, everyone's like, no, 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 we got to get him out of office. We got to hop in. We got to get in this game. We got to do this. And it's like, okay, but wait, hold up. Cause like, that's not how we do this. Like some of y'all need to link up and group together because you're making too many options here. And it's, it's really saturating the point to, that it's like, y'all go mess it up, you know? So that concerns me a little bit, but the first primaries are going to be held in Miami in June. Um, and I think that we'll start to see some front runners for both of the parties to see, you know, kind of who's who and, and who's serious about this. But I, I just hope that some of this, you know, trails off and people start to dip off because I'm like, you got, you know, Kamala Harris, you got Joe Biden, you got Bernie Sanders, you got Elizabeth Warren, you got Seth McColson, you've got like all of these people. I'm like, yo. And then you've got, you know, William Held and, you know, all of these other people from Republican side. And I'm just like, there's too many people. 
There's too many options. It's the paradox of choice. And you know what happens with the paradox of choice for those folks that are unfamiliar with what it is. It's when, you know, you have too many options and you're paralyzed in making a decision. You know, if you have one or two things to choose from, you're like, okay, it's going to be this one. If you have 18 things to choose from, you're like, oh, I can't decide. You know, like it's the paradox of choice. When you have more options, it's harder to decide than when you have less options. So kind of scary. To the point where you, you choose nothing, which is also a choice. Yeah, which is the bad choice. That's that's not the right choice. <laughs> that's the wrong choice. Steven checks in and says, yeah. Matter, get out and vote. I mean, I, I agree, but like, hey, I've said this. I've said this already. Like, he's going to get a second term. Shut your face up. You shut your face. You don't say these things. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. And it's because, you know, like, if he's done nothing, he's caused a ruckus. If he's done nothing, exposed a lot of things, and that's the America that we live in, bro. Like they, they, he voted, he got voted in because he was the, the exciting candidate. Like we didn't even realize, like when you weren't talking about Trump, you were talking about Trump. Like if, if you ask someone today, I disagree with you, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Ask someone right now, other than Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, who ran, who was in the running. Who was from either party with Donald Trump? I guess like Mitt Romney. Average person couldn't tell you because there was nothing special about any of those candidates at all. Trump, Ben Carson. It was I'm going I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then not only did he make all of these outlandish statements and all of these huge, you know what I mean? Like well, I'm I'm losing my word right now, but like. These uh things that he said he was gonna do, like these huge promises. These things that he said he was gonna do. Right, promises. He got in the office and within like the first ten days he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna try to do all that stuff. Oh, you're not gonna give my wall? Oh, okay, well, I'm turning off the government. You know what I mean? Like he's like, dude, like and and I don't wanna, you know, at the at I'm I'm just gonna say it because I don't wanna sound like you know oh no, I will I'll, I'll fix it, I'll say this. The one percenters love him. He's saying things that they can't say. Because there are doctors, there are judges, there are lawyers, and they'll get in trouble. But it's okay to write in a little ballot by myself saying that I support him. And that's what's happening, man. And then that coupled with people not going out and voting, people not getting involved with politics, and him, his presence allowing people to completely tune out of the conversation, that's how he's getting ahead and that's how he's winning. It is what it is. And, like, honestly... If we don't get somebody as drastic to run against him, he is going to get a second time. Michelle Obama, oh, Kanye West. What? Like, no. We, no like, to Kanye West. I will leave this country. I swear to God, I'll leave this country. It's going to be like, it's like, it's like a, uh, it's like a bo- celebrity, like a boxing match. Like when Mike Tyson was celebrity beating up on match. nobody. <laughs> like when Floyd Mayweather, he got a match, he fights somebody, he, you know, beating up a nobody. But it wasn't until somebody came along like Pacquiao where it was like, oh, we got to watch that fight. Shane Mosley, oh, we got to watch that fight. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, somebody else got to – it's not – the politics now is more like a, a popularity. It's like the American Idol of politics. Like, it is what it is. And I love Bernie. I love Bernie Sanders. I want Bernie to be the president so bad because every time Bernie talks, I feel like Bernie is talking for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he truly in all sincerity – is for the people, and that's the kind of person that we need in there. Now, do I agree that he will be a great president and that he will, you know, do all the things that he set out to do? No, I can't. I can't say that one hundred percent. That's what's going to happen. But I support him. But I'm one of few. You know, I'm I'm not the, the mighty one percent. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get out and Google, but I can't speak for it. Yeah. <laughs> E.T. said Kim Kardashian in the White nah, House. Nah, E.T. So y'all tripping. Y'all putting these things into the universe, and that's how we got Donald Trump in the first place. Remember we thought it was a joke? Oh, Donald Trump's running for president. Oh, that's funny. And now here we are, three years later, with the crying face meme, like, oh, my God, he's in the office. Like, I don't, like, And somebody said in the chat, too, that I don't think the world can take him for another four years. I totally agree. This man has, you know, disregarded you know the environment he has disregarded human rights he's disregarded race rights he's disregarded all kinds of things and i fear as a person with somebody in the military that i care about i fear for this man like oh my god like j- please please 
Like I can't I can't take another four years of Donald Trump. Every time he speaks, I get angry. Like every I'm just like this dude is so dumb. Like every time he talks, I'm like, do you have people that like tell you what to say, or are you just in this by yourself? Like, cause I don't I don't understand how this man gets up and just says the things he says. They don't make any sense. But it just it frightens me on a very, very real level with some of these policies that he's passing, even just the little things that get passed under the, you know, under the radar that we don't know about that we find out later, even the tax things, people didn't understand what he was doing with the taxes until tax refund time came. And now everybody's mad and salty. Oh, hmm. like now we want to be upset. Like we tried to tell you this was what was going to happen. Like he's not going to cut taxes for the rich people or, you know, s- higher taxes for the rich people. He is the rich people. Like, like, come on, man. That's common sense. Like it's common sense. And it's fright. It frightens me because I really feel like the people that voted for him and are like, I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> are we surprised? Oh, you didn't, you didn't know you were going to do that. Oh, you didn't see that coming. Oh my gosh, I have a water or let me sell you a well, you know, like I have all kinds of things I can sell you if you're that gullible, you know what I mean? Like it's really upsetting and I'm just worried that he might actually get a second term and I'm going to have to leave the country. I like it here sometimes. So <laughs> it's like. Shout out to Luke in the comments. Luke said we should just burn it down and start over. And then he said, I'm kidding, but Luke, you gotta, you gotta watch that and stuff like that to me. I'm a rebel. I'm, I'm completely with middle finger to the establishment. Like, Listen, <laughs> we need to just rise above it and chalk this whole government thing because it's tearing everything up. What did, what did uh, Cat Williams say? He got in the office and messed up everything. Everything? Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, how, Sway? I don't understand. I don't understand. So it frightens me. But uh, Chardet checks in on the chat and says the Dems need to get it together and decide on a few good candidates. Oh, lost the chat. Hold on. Few good candidates and let them run. It's better to have three great choices than 15 good choices. I know. That's why I'm like, y'all need to link. Y'all need to link up and, and start running together. Like, you know, Obama-Biden, that was like the dream team. They were so good. Like, do that. You know, Bernie Sanders, join with, Yo, with somebody. Gonna... <laughs> this was going to happen, right? Trump going to wait till the last two months of his pregnancy, and then he going to fix the water in Flint. First of all, don't even get me started on the water in Flint, like, and why we're still talking about the water in Flint, like, four to five years later. But we got millions of dollars for Notre Dame. Not that Notre Dame is is not important. It is, but, like. Four to five years later, after we discovered it four to five years later. Yeah. So people have been with it for four to five years when we found out. Then another four to five years passed, and we talk about it. Then another four to five years pass and we're still here, but it's not fit. Yeah, I meant I started to ask. Uh, I started to ask our uh, earlier caller because she, she was in Michigan about it, but we were on a whole different topic. But yeah, like <clears throat> Doctor Vibe, I hope you got space in your house because if forty five gets reelected, I'm coming to Canada. Period. Oh, yeah, I hope you got give vocal shirts for all of us because I'm coming. I'm coming. Here. That's what I'm saying. Like I hope you got a couch. You know, like, let me get a futon. I need space for my two cats, too. Um, I just, I need, I need space and things because I'm coming up there. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> All right. Luke's got enough room. All right. Yeah. So we about to start taking, I'm about to start, you know, setting up my Airbnbs now for when this happens so that I can be out. Cause I'm just, I can't, I cannot. <laughs> y'all, I'm, I'm, y'all don't understand how serious I am. Like we making jokes now, Luke. You you think it's funny until I'm knocking on your door with my my pillow and my sleeping bag <laughs> with our little stick, <laughs> our stick with our our stuff tied in a knot, like old school style. <laughs> I'm carrying it with my little dog next to me because I got a dog. You gotta walk with my dog too, Luke. So I, listen. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, in all seriousness, though, I am very interested to see how the candidates uh, shape up in uh, at the primaries in June. Who stays, who doesn't stay? I hope, like Sade says, I hope that we get three solid candidates instead of 15 because that's going to, all that's going to do is ruin it for the Democrats. Like, we may get all the Democrat votes, but it's not going to be enough to get anybody in office. So it frightens me a little bit. I hope that we, some of them start to link up and start to, you know, power together. Um, I think it's for the best, it's for the better of the country. Um, is there any way we can call like Batman or the Avengers to come and take care of this? Like, can can Captain Marvel come in and do some things? I'm just wondering if that's a thing. Whoa, whoa, okay. Just wondering if that's a thing. 
saying. We're not saying the A word, the M word. We're not using any of those words until after the end game is over. Okay, well, can we get the night? Can we get the night king to come and take care of business with the with the ice dragon? Game of Thrones reference. I'm just saying. Come on, you know we TWD over here. We you know what? TWD. Oh, I haven't watched The Walking Dead in like two and a half seasons. Like I'm behind. Because you're a horrible person. Wow, that seems extreme. But okay. You gave up. You gave up on Rick Grimes and the family. That's corny. Like Rick it. Grimes and the family was corny. Like they started doing like just the most, and it was not even zombies in the show anymore. It was all politics. I'm like, what am I watching Big Brother Zombie Zombie Edition for? Like this is ridiculous. I ain't gonna spoil it for you, but you need to tune in because everybody dies. Everybody dies tonight. I heard. I already heard. Anyway. We got to wrap the show. (laughs) It has been a really awesome show. I want to thank everybody for chatting with us, for popping on and talking to us. You guys are really awesome. We're going to do this every single week, every Wednesday at 9 o'clock or 9.15, depending on technology. Hopefully 9 o'clock because that's what we're supposed to be at. Um, But we're going to get better. You know, this was our first broadcast. I know there were some hiccups and some bumps. I apologize for that. I think next week will be better and we'll be flawless and good to go. So uh, next week should be album review week. And we'll probably have a quick take as well. So we'll be chiming back in next Wednesday. Thanks to all the folks that tuned in and listened. Thank you to the folks listening on the app. Thanks for the folks tuning in on Facebook. I appreciate you guys too. Um, T, where can I find you and follow you? Same as always. Well, I guess it's new to you guys now. Um, yeah. With Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Flame on all social media platforms. Google me. Um, and yo, what's really dope, I just found this out. So like, if you Google... Tommy Flame music or like Tommy Flame that to like that whole page is me, son. It's me, son. Like, so like, look, like Google me. It's real. Like who is Tommy Flame at who is Tommy Flame? Google Tommy Flame. That's all me right there. It's like all me. All me. Okay. <laughs> and I <laughs> am at just underscore jams on Instagram. I'm also Jamie Jam on Facebook. Uh, shout out to the folks that keep the show running, all the folks behind the scenes that help keep WJMS sound off. We out here in the blender, all of our shows running every single week. We appreciate you guys for the camaraderie, for everything that we have going on behind the scenes. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another brand new episode. Again, album review. If you guys are interested in submitting us an album to review, let us know. Uh, we do, I mean, I guess you could say we do most types. At least I do most types. T sticks to mostly rap, but you know. That's so not true. And Me I'm too. glad that you just said that because the album that I'm reviewing this month is not rap. What I don't even it? think it's R&B. It's just, I sent you the screenshot. The, the Remember I told you the album cover that caught oh, my Oh, the Naked Chick? Yeah, the Naked Chick. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you make me sound like I'm, you know what? Y'all gonna see. Whatever. Y'all see next week the album that I'm picking to review. Uh, an amazing album. I've been listening to it. It's really dope. It is what it is. We out here. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get to say what we're supposed to say. Like, don't act new because we're on a new platform. Okay, you know how this works. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. T, hit him with the phrase. We out here.
dozen times The cost was fine, I draw the line I'm back, relapse, I'm fainting Yes, what's that? In fact, I'm drinking Coconut oil, the center of your body still lingers on sheets I got a shot at you, you wanna reach Cop that, cop that, trigger release Pop that top, take a sip of your holiest water I ain't know I'm a part of your flow now Said me you cut it, no matter you love her Now you got part of her soul now I ain't know them, but I know now Apologies, dude, more than a few The ones I ran through, but never loved you I pray you found peace in you home now I'm doing better, I got me a chocolate bar Climbing on top of the bar Think of the shape of the lick in the places You only gon' lick when you rock with a fuck Ever for listening. Tune in 24-7 at WJMSRadio.com.